Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shot. We work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality, and performance and underpin well-being as a competitive advantage. Our solutions include a well-being portal, an audit service, bespoke guide, workshops, and leadership coaching. Find out more by visiting www.bodyshopperformance.com. Enjoy the show. And before we get started this week on our Insights episode, which is going to be about the best time of day to exercise... I want to make you aware of a webinar we've got coming up or my my company Body Shop Performance have coming up. It's called Crisis Recovery. What part does wellbeing play and why does it matter? And it will be on Thursday, the 18th of June at 11.30 a.m. So in the show notes, I'll post a link to uh, to the webinar so you can sign up. It's completely free. It's absolutely ideal for HR directors, HR managers, wellbeing managers, business owners, leaders who are responsible or interested in wellbeing. And why is this important right now? Well, apart from the obvious, we're coming out of the pandemic. Um, well-being is, should indeed be very, right at the top of people's agendas, particularly at sea level. I really do believe that well-being belongs at sea level, so CEO, for example. But companies are no longer going to attract and retain talent through traditional means. And traditional could be salaries, corner offices, company cars. It's going to be about the well-being program. And clever companies, game-changing, forward-thinking companies will recognize this and they will be leading with well-being. So we're going to talk about all of that in the webinar and that is Thursday the 18th, 11.30 a.m. and the details are in the show notes. So hope to see you on the call. And to today's podcast, um, this is something I've held back from talking about because it hasn't really been of much use to people. The majority of people uh, work in a, a sort of rigid construct of work. Uh, they don't necessarily have the option of breaking off and exercising whenever they want. So I've not really talked much about this. I have more flexibility and autonomy in my day. So I've been able to exercise at a time that suits me. But what's happened with the enforced working from home experiment is that we've all got a little bit more time, potentially anyway, got a little bit more time in our diaries, a bit more flexibility about when we can do things. And I know some have got more than others. But here's what I'm, I'm thinking around the, and what the research more importantly is telling us about the best time to exercise. And it is in the afternoon. So it's somewhere around four o'clock. So late afternoon. And there are four reasons why this is the optimal time of day to exercise. The first one is grip strength. Your grip strength peaks in the mid afternoon or late afternoon. Um, and you think about it, that's pretty important. You know, we grip lots of things, carrying shopping to weights like kettlebells and dumbbells. And grip strength, interestingly, is also a marker of longevity. So the greater your grip strength, the greater your longevity of health span. So that's pretty interesting. That peaks in the late afternoon. The other thing that peaks late afternoon is body temperature. So our body is kind of primed to do those harder, tougher workouts at that sort of time. The third thing that peaks is testosterone. And this is vital for energy, vital also for the laying down and building of muscle. And that's something that men have, but women also have it to a lesser degree. That also peaks in the late afternoon. And then the last thing that happens in this perfect storm, if you like, for for fitness gains is protein synthesis peaks. 
So that means we're able to make proteins or lay down additional muscle or improve our muscle tone or maintain our muscularity. And the ideal time to work out from that perspective is also late afternoon. So these are ideas that I've, um, I've known about for quite a while. Initially heard these ideas from Ben Greenfield on his show years ago. Uh, and I wasn't exercising in this way. So even though I've got that little bit of flexibility and autonomy, I was still going to Miguel's boxing gym and doing my hard workouts three and more recently two times a week at seven or eight in the morning. Now, it never felt great to be exercising intensely at that time of morning. It was a push. I was forcing myself, but I wanted to get that hard workout out, out the way um, first thing in the morning so I could crack on with the day. And um, and that's what I've been doing for years and years. And then the pandemic strikes and Miguel's is closed. So there's no option to go there. And by serendipitous timing, we've had a studio built at the end of the garden. Um, we have a Peloton spin bike in there. We have kettlebells. We have good floor space for bodyweight workouts and animal flow and so on. Um, and I flipped the day round. I thought, well, let's give this a try. Let's exercise in the afternoon and see if that suits my body a bit better. Uh, and that's what I've been doing. And it's been working out really well for me, I have to say. So, you know, if you've got a routine that works well for you and it involves a hard workout first thing in the morning, or if the rhythms of your day or your professional life or your family life mean it's the only time you have to do it, don't worry. You know, if you've got a routine that works well for you, don't change it necessarily. But if you're looking perhaps to optimize the gains you're getting, the physiological adaptations from exercise, or you don't feel you're at your best in the morning and you've got the opportunity, flip it, do the hard workout in the afternoon. So there's a few things to add to this. Um, what would you do in the morning then? The great way, ideal way for most of us to start our day is to do something that is gentle and restorative. <clears throat> Good example of that is dog walking. Another example is just a very gentle jog or some yoga or just bouncing up and down on the spot. What that does is drains the lymphatic system where we store toxins and they can build overnight. So it's a nice way, you know, a rebound or something like that. Really nice way to start the day. So a gentle start to the day, which is what our nervous systems want. We know we haven't got, got ready yet for the hard work. And then mid-afternoon, when your grip strength, your testosterone, your body temperature and your protein synthesis are at their peak, do your hard, challenging workout. So that's the best time of day to exercise. That answers that question. But of equal importance to exercise at any time of day is recovery. Recovery is as important as training. Recovery is as important as every effort you put into your working life and every effort you put into everything else you strive for. And there are a number of different ways you can recover. I mean, these are some of my favorites and some of these anyone can do and some of them require equipment, but stretching and flexibility, um, stretching, easy done, do it anywhere, costs nothing. And you get a lovely little tingle of endorphin release when you stretch as well. And of course, it's great for the body, it keeps it supple, uh, keeps it flexible. Um, I do something called animal flow, which I would count as recovery. And I guess it's a body weight movement pattern. And I guess the way to describe it is somewhere between breakdancing and yoga, which would be its two extremes. It's a very fluid motion that, that mimics animal patterns. Um, it's a fantastic thing to do. And it's really sort of parasympathetic promoting. In other words, it, it engages the part of the nervous system, which is um, relaxing. So I really love it for that, although it can get fast and very challenging as well. So it's a very, very adaptable form of training. So that's animal flow. I really enjoy using the foam roller. I'm on that three to five times a week. Um, and that is a cylind cylindrical, if I can get that word out, 
object um, and you roll on it. Use your body weight to roll up and down on it. And sometimes there's nobbles on it and they smooth out the fibers of the muscles, uh, simulates a massage. And most importantly, it gets fresh oxygenated blood to that area. So it could be very good for muscle repair and recovery as well. A massage, when we can have it, I'm currently recording this uh, to, you know, as we move out of the uh, lockdown restrictions. So hopefully massage will be available soon. Um, sauna, I have an infrared sauna in the back garden and I'll use that three to five times a week. And that's fantastic for recovery as well. Eating well, staying hydrated and sleep above all sleep. And we call that the force multiplier because it, it puts rocket fuel behind anything that you're trying to do. Um, everything in life is easier when you've had a good night's sleep. And we know from Matthew Walker's book, uh, why we sleep, which I'll link to in the show notes, we know that 99.99999% of us need between seven and eight hours of good quality sleep every single night. When we have a short night of sleep on a consistent basis, by which I mean around six hours or so, men's testosterone levels can be equated to a man 10 years their senior. That's the effect on energy and virility and the same can be applied back to women. So sleep is absolutely vital when we're having a conversation about anything, but certainly fitness. It's when we sleep, we get the physiological adaptations that convert into fitness gains. So I hope that's helpful. I mean, there's, there's lots of things there in terms of recovery. Um, just value that as much as training. So when you're looking at your training schedule for the week, your fitness program, where's the recovery in that? So for every session, there should be a recovery session. For every bit of effort you put in, there should be some opportunity to deload. And that maps out to everything that you do in life. So I hope that's been helpful. Um, I'll link to the various things I've mentioned in the show notes, Matthew Walker's book, uh, the webinar details, Animal Flow. And if there's anything else I've mentioned, we'll put some notes in there. Um, if this is relevant to anyone else that you know, please share it, uh, like, review, subscribe, and all that good stuff on, um, on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, I look forward to speaking to you next week. I hope to see you on that webinar on the 18th of June. And of course, stay healthy and all the best for now. 